Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on the Doc Talk podcast. Good to be with you all. Good to be with you, Darren. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, this this episode here is kind of, I guess you could say, kind of special. Special indeed, for sure. I know the last one that we just recorded for CCA was absolutely fascinating. I'm uh, really looking forward to getting getting on with this one. But first, we also have a friend of the podcast, a normal regular, Kevin Nakata. Kevin? Yes, I'm Sorry. here. I got roped in during the middle of the tournament. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for gracing, gr- gracing. No, Grace, grazing. Grazing. Gr- gracing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Gracing you with this podcast? No, you. no. Well, the real, the real, the star of the show is our guest. Absolutely. But it's also this great giveaway you guys are giving for the person that's going to be the 500th. Well, it's one of the 500. One of the 500, yes. One mm-hmm. of the 500 followers on your Instagram page. Yeah, thank you for that, Kevin. Yeah, we are giving away a Komodo 200 low profile reel from Okuma, but only when we get to 500 uh, followers on Instagram. So we're almost there. We're getting there. Yeah. But uh, slowly but steadily. But I do, do definitely appreciate everyone helping us grow that page helping us get to 500. I know we have big plans for, for 1,000 and, and all that, but we'll, uh, we'll save those for another day. So how do I potentially win this, uh, this reel? Because I am a follower. All you have to do is follow us. That's it. You're yep. going to pick one random person. Yep. Okay. But first, we have to get there. So you've got to share the, the, the Instagram page. Get all your friends to like the, uh, or follow us on Instagram. That'd be nice. I will. Cool. Cool. Well, without further ado, we have a very special guest, great friend of all of ours, Mr. Roman Castro. Roman, what's good, man? How are you? Good. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. I know, you know, with COVID happening two years ago, that's kind of really when when we met, where um, over actually YouTube, and uh, you have a really good thing going, and it's still going on right now, and you've actually roped uh, our good friend Kevin into it too. Yeah, I'm slowly roping everybody into it. Yeah, you so are actually. Myself included. Darren, slowly. I think you were a part of it too. I was. I think uh, I was part of the... Before. Yes, yeah. before it all started. And, um, you know, when we had the shutdown, it was Roman that kept the community going with this. And uh, it, it worked out perfect, actually. Yeah. You know, you were, man, you were doing five episodes a week yeah. just to keep... Everybody happy, basically, because yeah, we couldn't true. get on the water. Yeah. Happy and sane, probably. It, probably probably yeah. sane, yeah. 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 A lot of people cope with different things different ways, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if I could take a little bit of time out of my day to make it a little bit easier on somebody else, then why not, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I knew you had something going on, and I don't know if you remember this episode, somebody was on there, and I forgive me, for it's been a while, because yeah. you've been doing this for how long now? Two years, yeah. Two, Two years? years yeah. I want to say one of the people that participated in that was from another state, was from like either one of the Carolinas or Florida or something like that. Oh, Louisiana, maybe. So, yeah, it was. Texas. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It could have been um, uh, Oscar in Texas. You know what? I think that's what it is. HTX Polestar Oscar six two six. Yeah. No, no, sorry, not Oscar six two six. That's our Oscar here in San Diego. I'd be HTX Polestar. He's uh, he's in Texas. Yeah. Red fishing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And when, when that guy said he was from Texas, I was like, what? How did he find out about this? Yeah, I mean, yeah no, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, I remember every time we uh, see him on, we're like, MMFC, Texas chapter. And it was at that point, I th- and I told myself, I go, Roman's got something here. Roman's going to go with this and reach a lot of people in this community. 
Darren, if I remember correctly, I think you're the one who actually sent me Roman yeah. the, the channel too. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, the, you're the link to Chris, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, Chris we, and Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Chris and Wayne for sure. Yep. I, I already had like a, like a back, back link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a back link to Captain Dan because so of course Captain Dan wasn't my dude since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So once he started getting involved with CCA, he's like, okay, I, I got it from two, I got it from you mm -hmm. and I got yep. it from Captain Dan and I was like, okay, this is cool. I'll, I'll look into it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm open to it. You know, mm -hmm. but, but I've always been super guarded with this kind of stuff. Just because mm -hmm. I was like, eh, you know, like, right. yeah, but I, I looked at the CCA after Darren and Captain Dan brought it up and I was like, oh, these guys are doing a good thing. So why not? Let's, let's get involved. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so. yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Roman, before we get started, I mean, there's so many things that we need to talk about on this episode, but let's start with the basics. Okay. Who are you? What's Roman Castro all about? Okay, so my name is Roman Castro. I am a... Of all things, a, a network engineer. That's my job. That's what I do for a living. Okay. I started working from home about a year before COVID hit because my, the nature of my work allows me to do that. So I was already set up at home and, and uh, when the COVID hit, I was I was already like in, I was already at home set up to work. So it didn't affect me that much, but I realized that it was affecting a lot of other people. You knew like, it was coming. I didn't know it was coming, but I, I was already set up for it, you know? Yeah. Like, so the transition to work from home, that was a huge thing for people to go through, right? Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it's like being, having like the, the, the fishing closures and stuff too. That was another big stress on people, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning of, uh, of, of what I would call now fishy hour. I, I just called it happy hour. I was doing, I was going on Monday through Friday during the week at 7 p.m. Just after everybody, got, after everybody got off of work, after you had dinner, jump on the show and uh, hang out for an hour, talk about fishing, talk about not being able to fish, you know, like commiserate, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. it vibed, right? It vibed. Like, uh, yeah, it did. It helped people get through it, you know, even if it, like, who knows what might have happened to people that, if they didn't have that, I'd like to think that hopefully it was a force for good. Mm -hmm. um, but all that, it seems like it came about like out of the blue, out of nowhere, like, okay, COVID started, this guy jumped on and started making a, a web show and that's it, that's how he did it. No, no, like, I, I've been, bettering myself or trying to improve my skill set as a presenter, as a speaker, as a creator, since I was little, you know? I was in, I was a, I was a band nerd when I was in high school, right? Like, I realized at that age that the more you learn, the more, the easier things become for you or like the more opportunities you have, okay? And it's probably like a bad thing to just talk about it, but this is doc talk, but I'm just gonna say it. So like, and it's not bad that, don't worry. <laughs> Everybody's like, huh? Oh. What? In, in high school, um, I was, uh, it, you know, in, in the summer, this is, a, this is a crazy story, this is going back, okay, this is talk talk, okay? So mm -hmm. in the summer, going into my, my freshman year in high school, right? Uh, having to go through the experience of like taking a shower in front of all the other kids and stuff, right? When sure. you're in junior high, traumatizing, right? Physical education. Physical education, right? <laughs> oh, and then, uh, that that uh summer i met this gal at the at the public pool okay we used to go me and my friend used to go like walk around town collecting uh cans like right two bonds bags full of cans was enough to go to the vending machine and get a dollar two dollars whatever it was to get into the pool so in the morning we woke up we would wake up in the summer go out collect cans put in the machine our parents were at work we're both like uh latchkey kids yeah yeah, last yeah. Kid. exactly. Last kid, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was different times, right? You could do that kind of stuff, and uh, it was a small town. 
and we would uh, collect cans, get, get the tuition, to, the fee to get into the pool, and we would get go home, back home and change out and walk to the community pool, pay the two bucks whatever to get in, and everybody was there. It was amazing. Just think of like uh, like the sand lot. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Freaking awesome. And uh, there was this gal who, who who I met there. We met her, her little brother first, right? And we, we, we borrowed his goggles, so she would have to ask me for them back later, right? And then that's what we met. And long story short, that summer, I was out, that gal was doing summer school for band, right? And and I would go meet her after summer school and walk her home, right? Sweet. Generally, thing to do. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was the band the band instructor was trying to get bodies in there, dude. Right? He was like, man, we need more band members because like for him, more ba- more band members means more 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 uh, recruitment. Yeah. 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 He's like, hey, uh, you know, band counts as no. First he started like, hey man, you want to wait inside? Sure. So I'm waiting inside now, watch them do the class, because I got there a little early sometimes. And then he's like, hey, you want to jump on that bass drum? Sure. Been here long enough, watching you guys, what you guys do. And slowly and surely, dude, he got me into the band. Huh. By the time summer school was over, he's like, hey, you want credit for the time you've been spending here? For your... So you start high school with uh, with one credit. You're, you're credited up on, on physical education. You don't have to do PE if you join band. Oh. It's first period. Dang. And uh, you already had five credits, right? I'm like, yeah, sign me up. So first day, <laughs> so first day, like, I'm in, right? And so I, I'm going way back there. I'm going way back there because I want to, I want you to understand uh, that love for learning that came from that situation. Like, yeah, you might. It, it's a, it's a long way to tell it, but from that experience, I learned that hey, you know, like, if you start to to learn something. That's maybe unique, or, or you give yourself more skill sets. You you're, you become more valuable to 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 not only the, that class or that band director, but to society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In general, like like um, you you're bettering yourself and and your team and your team, yeah. Yeah, football taught me that. Yeah, yeah. High school yeah, exactly. But then but then there's also the drawback of that was like I suppose, wait a minute. Okay, Good. Your scrawny ass played football? Dude, I played linebacker and wide receiver. And I, used huh? to, I used to crack block people. And I, I hurt people. <laughs> Come on. I have video. I have Come on, video. on tape, dude. Interesting. So I got tapes. I got mm-hmm. the tapes. So long story short, I learned quickly that, hey, I, I, I wasn't banned the whole, I wasn't banned for the whole four years of high school. And uh, learned a ton. Learned about rhythms of music and stuff, right? And then by my junior year, I I was like, well, I, I know half of what music is about, which is uh, it's the timing, right? By being a drummer, uh, I want to learn the, the notes part of it, right? So time, think of it as going from left to right, and notes is going like up and down, like pitches, the pitch change. So I, I decided to start to, to start to teach myself to play guitar, and I I got to the point where I, I learned enough. Again, and I mentioned this in the, in the previous podcast we talked we just did. I went, I started asking my mom to take me to the the public library in Oxnard, which is like 30 minutes away from where we live, and I started picking up books. Like, there's a guy on TV, Frederick Nod, I think. He used to do like public access TV where he played the guitar, classical guitar. Used to watch that. He also had a book that I got from the public library that I was basically like following along, plus a little bit of coaching from the uh, from the drum coach at our high school. He was also like a musician, played piano and all kinds of all that great stuff. His name was a uh, Greg Godfrey, awesome dude. Mm. And so 
I learned that I started teaching myself to play guitar. I got better at it, and then they decided they wanted to start a jazz band for the club, the jazz band for the for the high school. And we never had a jazz band before. There was no really other competition for auditioning for the spots, right? But I was I was at a point where I had learned enough on my own, and from the few times he set, he took me aside and taught me a few things that uh, I was able to to get the spot for the, for being the jazz guitar player in the jazz band. Of our, of our high school, so now I was now I was banking in the credits from the from the band, and uh, extra extra period after school doing music, right? And I was like, "Wow, this is crazy!" Like, I feel great because I'm learning a bunch of stuff. It's helping me with other parts of my life because of, it's teaching me to to focus and and concentrate on a specific task and improving at a certain thing. And then I realized uh, that this high school has always had this ambition to do a trip to Europe. It's always, it's always wanted, they've always wanted, they've always had a plan to like take the kids to Europe, take them to London for a week and like, uh, I think it was a week, yeah. It's like Ireland for a week and London for a week, right, to England. And they, they, they've always talked about it, they never like really saw it through, but then eventually like it started to come to fruition, it's starting to happen, right? And, and next thing you know, we're actually going to do it. And this is like my, the beginning of my junior year in high school. And I've made myself so valuable to the to the organization for the band by by taking the time to improve my skill set and, and being there and learning my part in the organization, right? That they can't do it without me. And I mean, I come from a low-income family, dude. Like honestly, straight up, like we don't we we <laughs> I would never dream of going on a Euro Euro vacation right. as a kid. Like my parents never never been to Europe, right? So. I, I really like it was it was it was like sad to me that that I wasn't able to that I wasn't able to go, and so I I uh, I, I during, during the time when the class was dismissed, I, I approached my band director and I was like, hey, you know, like, what are we gonna do for the trip because uh, I'm not gonna be able to go because it, it got to the point where they're starting to ask kids for like down payments mm -hmm. and they're building it up, so by the time you we got to the date, everybody would be paid off and good to go. And I was like, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to do that stuff. That's like not within my, our budget. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, just blow me off. Like, like don't, don't mention it. I was like, that's weird. Like, no, I, I was like, I, I don't think you understand. Like, I won't be able to go. So what can we do so we can get the next guy ready to go or whatever? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You're going. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. like what? I, I was young, dude. I was young. I was like, what, 16, 15, yeah. whatever. And like, dude, that blew my mind away. I was like, holy shit. Like, sorry. Like, um, it like really solidified in me the, the love for learning, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, mm -hmm. that someone else is going to have your back if you provide to the community, that someone's going to find you so, um, you're delivering so much value, right? That they want to support you back, yeah, that you supported them, and yeah. it's time to get back. So, yeah. so we had an amazing two weeks in, in Europe. It was, uh, we had, first week, we stayed, we stayed homestay with other families at the, at, in, in Ireland. <laughs> Me and like three other friends stayed at this lady's house. Her name was uh, Macy. She had, she was straight up Irish, dude. And her, <laughs> her husband, Tom, they're like, what is straight up Irish? Like straight up, yeah. A picture of an Irish lady, dude, that was her. Did she walk around? Did she walk around with a bottle of Jameson or something? I mean, does she have red hair? I think she was blonde, but her husband's name was Tom. 
they had, they had he, was a, he was a milk farmer and she she was a, a wife right and they also ran a home uh, what's it called a bed and breakfast like a homestay thing yeah so that's why they had spots open and, but she was super cool uh she she would like sing in pubs and like uh it was amazing it was a crazy time okay and, she's irish she's irish. We get it she's yeah. awesome <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh and, and we spent we did we went to, to we were in ireland we did the uh, saint patrick's day parade we actually marched in the saint patrick's day parade we did our little field show during the saint patrick's day parade which is freaking amazing dude it was like saint patrick's day in ireland and it was a crazy time and then from that we after that we, we spent another week in in, uh, in london and did like uh, just shows like concert shows like what's the drinking age in ireland 13 12 uh 10? no it was it was <laughs> some, some of some of the people in our group got caught drinking when they shouldn't have been, have been drinking but like I didn't, I didn't drink. Wow. We, went, we went to, oh yeah, that was like, that, that year was when the House of Pain song first came out. Jump around, dude. Oh, wow. That was that year. Wow. That's dating yourself, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And like that, that, um, <laughs> that was my first time ever going to like a club. It was like a, it was like a, like a young people club, like 18 and older, but still like it wasn't, and it was, I didn't drink, but I remember being in a club and experiencing what it was like to be in a club, like have so many people around you and like the music's going off. Was Macy singing that night? No, no, that was, okay. a, that was a different thing. <laughs> 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 and then Jump Around came on and everyone went crazy, dude. That was, a, that was insane. But yeah, huh. so what all an experience, that, man. Yeah, all that. How just, old were you? I was like 17, dude. That's pretty cool. Wow. Right. That's pretty cool. Huh. And so from that, the big lesson that I've taken from that for my whole life has been like, yeah, just make yourself valuable. Give 100%. Give 100%. Give people, uh, what can you bring to other people? To, what can you bring to other people to make them better or to make their lives so, easier or better? Is that why you're so adamant with uh, um, Fishy Hour? You're always trying to teach somebody or or have somebody join to, you know, if you feel you're doing something wrong or, yeah. you know, that's, let's get together, let's do something. And, let's figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah, the... the, the yeah, I, want, I don't want you to get discouraged from learning, right? Because if you get, I, and I do this to my kids all the time too. Like, uh, my, my kids, uh, like eight, uh, nine, and uh, I like I like giving them challenges that I know you can't do, so you can so I can guide them through the process of, of getting of overcoming overcoming that challenge. And later on, I can go back and tell them, tell them when you get something that's harder, I can say, hey, do you remember how hard it was to start the Rubik's cube? Right. Like, yeah. How long does it take you now? He's under like one, he's at a minute and 20 seconds to solve a Rubik's Cube, dude, like a three by three. Right? To solve it? Yeah, to solve it. Like, I'll mix it up for him. We'll be waiting at a restaurant. I have a little timer right there. He, he puts his hands on the timer. He has, he, he gets a chance to look at it, set it down, and he puts his hands on the timer. When he lifts his hands off the timer, the timer goes off, it starts going. Yeah. He picks it up, solves it, and puts his hands on the timer. He could do it in like a minute 20. What's the record? Do you know? It's like under a minute. He's it's hard. He's getting he's, he's there. For me, that's good enough. Well, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. For, for me, the, the, the lesson is already learned. The lesson that it took him uh, weeks to figure out the first time. Patience. And then it took him a, a day, and then it took him an hour, and then it took him 20 minutes, and then now it's down to a minute. So it's like, okay, I want him to see that progress. I want him to see that transition, right? Can we get um, a stream of Darren going against him? <laughs> <laughs> Do it with my feet? Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Dude, that would be pretty fun. That would be cool. Can you do it with your feet? No. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it. I had to ask. <laughs> well, it's the only way I can get two hands on or two That's feet. Yeah, I know. Well, you, I, you know, I legitimately. Anyways. But yeah, so, so, yeah, so with the show, like, 
I think to myself, well, if, if somebody's learning a learning a new thing and they're coming into fishing, maybe they maybe they haven't been a lifelong learner like I have, or like maybe their parents didn't take the time to to kind of guide them into the lifelong learner path that I'm trying to guide my kids on. And this is the one guy in my mind that rarely tries new things and doesn't have the, the good vibes, a good experience of learning a new thing because he doesn't try that many new things and if he has, maybe he's failed at a lot of new things and he doesn't want to try new things now, right? So when he comes into fishing and he gets into my community, I want that guy to thrive. I want that guy to learn. I want that guy to succeed. Not only because it makes fishing better for everybody, because if that guy's out there representing the fishing community, he's doing it in the right way, doing the right things, not giving everybody else a black eye. And he's also gaining confidence in himself that, hey, I tried a new thing. Eh, it wasn't great, but I did okay. I can maybe try something new, something else that's new, right? It's gonna, it's gonna change people. It's gonna change like their their life, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, you're like, well, but you're like, well, man, slow down. It's just fishing. But no, it's not just fishing. It's a skill set. It's a confidence that you're learning as a human being, right? So speaking of thriving and and wanting to fish, there's a there's a gentleman on Fishy Hour. You guys are trying to find a kayak for, correct? Um, Gavin. Is that who it is? I think he might have. I think he might be. He might have one. Does, has he? Was he able? To, that's what not, I was going to yeah, ask. Not, is, has he sure. got on the water? He's been getting on the water. He's been doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, he's this the same. He's got some kind of issue, right? Yeah. He's, I, I don't know 100 percent what is what is. Uh, he's got. I think it's a neuromuscular disease. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know enough to talk about it. Right. And 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 like. Well, I was I was wondering if if he was able to if you guys were able to help him out and get a kayak or if he got one or yeah I'm not sure if he actually got the kayak but we were able to push a lot of uh, um, what I call uh, what do you call it goodwill mm-hmm. towards his Patreon page not his Patreon page I'm sorry it's towards his uh, GoFundMe GoFundMe page. yeah so I'm not sure if he's able to get enough funds to get the kayak but we do what we could right you know, which was commu- awesome as a community yep right but then there's also like on that thread. Or similar thread. Uh, when you start to build something, there's always going to be that. I want somebody that's part of the community, that's participating, that's uh, believes in the idea. That's what we're going to try to help the most. Right. Right. And uh, because there's a, there's a limited, I, I believe that there's a limited amount of things you can ask your audience for. Right. Like I'm building, I'm building goodwill or building a. A store of value within my listeners or my my watchers, and by giving them entertainment, by providing them with information. Yeah. Right. And I'm building that so that it could help me grow what I'm building, so I can help more people. Right. Uh, that's why that's why I have a little bit of a of a I guess a standoffish um, I guess a stance <laughs> when right. it comes to somebody like jumping into my community and advertising for something, right? Yeah. Even if it is for something like that, right? Right. Um, because it's like, hey, dude, come in, come in here, participate, be part of the community. I see what you're doing. Great. Then I'm going to support you, right? Um, but it's just it's just a, a very thin line because if we start letting that happen, then everybody's going to want to do that. Yep. And then next thing you know, it just becomes like everything else, right? It's not serving the goal. The, the goal is to build up that, build up that, um, I guess that store of value, right? And and retrieve that only when it's needed to continue the, the mission. And the mission is to make better anglers. The mission is to make p- better people. I guess, right? Um, so that's why kind of that that question kind of like takes me that takes me in that direction, right? Right. No, I understand. Yeah. Perfect. 
Cool. That's cool. I mean, Roman, I've known you to be, and you're clearly demonstrating, to be a thoughtful person. You put a lot of thought into what whatever it is you do, whether it's Fish Tower, your blog, and all that. And that's, I mean, that's straight up awesome, dude. That's, so, yeah, big, big kudos to you because you've been super successful, I mean, not only in the last two years, but also for a while now in what you do when it comes to, um, you know, maybe not entertaining, but, you know. Yeah, creating things. Create, yeah, yeah, thank you. Content creation yeah. and all that. It's a it's a long road, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's li- it's driven by the my my still my desire to get better at things, mm-hmm. to learn to, to learn new tasks, to learn new things, right? So like everything I've done so far, I've done it from scratch, mm-hmm. like the websites, the videos, the editing, the shooting, getting the camera gear, all that stuff, self-funded. I would say self-taught, but YouTube has taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people that I've come into contact with and learned from. And uh, I'm very generous with, with, with my knowledge. If you, if you come to me and say, hey, you know what, I'm trying to start a YouTube channel. What do you recommend? I'll sit there and talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do? Yeah? Roman's helped me set up the website. And, yeah. uh, you know, amongst the myriad of other things we've yeah. talked about and bounce ideas off each other you know it's it's really fun to be able to have someone that's willing to give back to you know support you give and, and vice versa and just doing it in the kindness of his heart so yeah it's been really good so uh one thing that i wanted to ask you is you know i i, I see a lot of myself in in what you've saying and all that where i like to go and and kind of maybe investigate or learn things on my own and all that and I'm kind of curious, do you ever have any trouble or any um, any qualms about asking for help no matter what it is? Like, do, is that more of a struggle for you or you'd rather go learn something on, on your own? So this is a super good question. And uh, I, I'm gonna approach it from, from both perspectives. Sure. Okay, so I'm an engineer. Okay, I do, I do the computer networks, right? Mm-hmm. And, if, uh, and security and firewall and that stuff for the company I work for. And there's people that work under me, or there are different teams that don't have as much experience as I do, mm-hmm. right? If, if one of them comes asking me a question, that I don't mind taking 20 minutes, 30 minutes to sit down and explain to them what's happening behind the scenes on a network so they can understand and better do their job. Mm-hmm. But if that same guy asks me that same question like every week, right, I'm gonna do it, take notes, right? And, and uh, it, it's, it's gotta come from both sides too, right? So like, uh, that said, if somebody, approaches me with the same question every week and I keep explaining to them and they're not getting it, right. then the, they need to take a little bit more time and figure it out, right? But if that person approaches me and says, hey man, I've tried this, this, and that, I Google this and I get this and I tried that too and it didn't work, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Instantly, I know this guy at least did his due diligence and he, he took the time to try to figure out on his own a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's, he's getting his, he's, uh, what's it called? He's, he, he's getting or he's, uh, I forget what we call frustrated. it. Yeah, he's frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Or spinning his wheels. Spinning his wheels. There you go. Right? So then it, then it's perfect. It's easier for me to, to, to approach that and, and help them in a way he's stuck in because he's got, we have a frame of reference. He's actually done some of the work, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing with fishing. I can help you better at, get better at fishing if you tell me what the issue is. If you tell me what you've done and it isn't working, right? Or I can you can tell me how you've been, how you've been fishing and then we'll take that and analyze it and figure out, okay, you know what, it sounds like you're just cranking too fast and you let that lure go to the bottom and make sure it's there before you start cranking on it, right? Otherwise, you're just kind of practicing your casting like, uh, what's his name, uh, was it Mike, Michael? 
Fish have no hands. That awesome book. That oh. Every spot is, uh, uh, Mike Gardner. Yeah, Mike yeah. Gardner. Mike Gardner. Uh, yeah, he's otherwise just practicing, practicing casting, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of like what this guy does. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've never Who are you pointing to? Because this is a podcast. So, I think you're pointing <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. So to go back to your original question, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem asking for help because I know in my mind I've done my due diligence. I'm going to ask you a question that is going to be uh, direct to a specific issue I'm having because I've taken the time to understand the basics of it, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm kind of the same way where it's like okay if I if I really run into a snag, it's not that I'm lazy or trying to yeah. find f- go from A to B. I'm actually yeah. trying to find the route, the correct route yeah. or whatnot. If I find it, great. If not, it's going to be a very specific specific. Right. And there's also uh, there's also this is some of the value that, that that I feel like we deliver. Like, and I say we because uh, Kevin has helped me a ton mm-hmm. in, in what I'm doing here. Even even if he doesn't. And you realize, you realize it, but even if it doesn't realize it, you just don't have me a ton, dude. And uh, your the value that you're getting from listening to my content or from being a member of the Mad Fishing Club or whatever, or watching our show, is how much is it worth it to you to not be frustrated? Right? How much is it worth it to you to spend a year trying to figure out fishing right, and doing all the wrong things first before you figure out the right thing? Then just watch the show, come out, come out with us on our outings, listen to what we're doing, get the experience of everybody else fishing alongside with you, telling you what to do, not telling you exactly what to do, but helping you along. Mm-hmm. Your fishing, your fishing learning curve is get shortened like by a ton, right? It goes straight up instead of yeah. like, right? Yeah, I, I would agree that a lot of people would, would also that are listening to this podcast and yeah. that are from NFC would say, say, hands hands down. They've probably learned more being associated with MFFC and just watching people and listening to what they have to say and then participating yeah. than they would have done in 10 years' time, yeah. probably. Yeah. It's amazing the amount of learning you'll get when you communicate with other people yeah. with like-minded interests. Like-minded interests. And, and we set up the environment to that it's okay to share that information mm. with your friends, with mm-hmm. the group, right? And so now we have new new people that are new to fishing, that have never, or maybe maybe haven't experienced the uh, the other way of learning, which is, hey, you know, go on your own, you noob, go do that on your own, figure it out, right? Um, and so they don't have that they don't have that chip on their shoulder of, hey, man, I got I got abused when I was new. Why why can't I abuse a new guy? No, mm-hmm. no, you didn't get abused when you were new. You learned through us, bro. You now owe the community. <laughs> Uh, to be respectful and knowledgeable and share your thoughts and insights with the rest of the guys that are in the club and the new guys that are coming up in the club, right? That we, we, we gave you that value to return some of that value back. I don't, when I say I want value for value, it doesn't mean I want value back for me all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? I want value. I want the value that I'm giving you. Give some of that value back to the new member that's joining the club. I don't even have to know about it, right? Mm-hmm. Remember where you came yeah, from. Exactly. So. That's a lot of people um, coming into the sport I think they feel there's two there's two current uh, divisions in our industry. You have people well established, including communities that have a lot of people involved that have been involved since the beginning or longer um, that maybe aren't as open to people coming in with a new fresh mind or perspective of zero knowledge. And then you have the complete polar opposite, like I just mentioned, is people with zero knowledge that have or coming into the game with a little bit, maybe, and, and maybe they're starting to improve, right? It's kind of this, you, where does the jump occur? But there, there's, there's no middle ground and there's no place where it just continues 
to become a part of their lives. You don't start from point A and then grow with it. You have to make a jump somewhere. But the, this club, the MMFC, is the jump. It is the way to be exposed to a better place after you've learned more about fishing or maybe you're sticking with us because we're making you feel like home or both. Yeah. And then, and then <coughs> a little bit more on that, kind of that, that vein, the same vein, is that I understand that like when you're in my community, you don't, you don't cuss, you don't berate each other, you don't talk smack to a new guy, right? And I understand that's how you behave at, at, at dad's house or mom's house, okay? <laughs> you can go and, and, and you go to a bar or wherever, wherever, any other social setting where the rules are different, okay? And I'm okay with that. You can go act crazy, you can go be rude in whatever places you're allowed to be rude and, and you want to be rude. I just don't want that in my community. Right. Is there a place that allows you to be rude? Darren's house. But you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean you have to change your whole yeah. life, right? It just means that when you when you're with the crew, with, with my Act group, like an adult. Yeah. And, and it's it's very it's 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 liberating, dude, because you, you know what to expect. You know, like, hey, I want to go to an event and take my kids because I want them to be into fishing and I know Roman's gonna take his kids, Salty Dangler's gonna take his kids, right? Uh, Eric Klein's gonna take his kids, right? And and uh, we had it. We had like a potluck the other day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not like thousands of people showing up, but it's the right kind of people showing up. Right. That's what right. I'm talking about. You know. But That's I remember what I want. doing one one of your events, and uh, you, you had one of your kids with you yeah. on the back of the kayak, <laughs> facing backwards, fishing, talking smack too. That was brilliant. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I got six. How many you got? Raising them right. That was funny. That was funny, dude. Well, so speaking of MMFC, Mad Max Fishing Club, tell us a little bit about that and how that kind of transpired because that kind of grew since 2020, right out of yeah. COVID. Yeah, so uh, COVID hit. We started doing Fishy Hour, and um, I was doing it five days a week. And we talked about it earlier already, but it got to the point where I wanted to figure out a way for us to continue the awesome flow and community we're having during the podcast itself. We had that one hour, hour and a half sometimes, to talk and have fun and figure out what we're gonna do next week and all that kind of stuff. What happens when the show's over? The show the show is over, the, the broadcast ends, and YouTube kills a chat 15 minutes into that. 15 minutes after the broadcast is done, or 10 minutes, I forget what was much. But I was noticing that people were still chatting the whole time. After the show was over, I hit end broadcast, and people were still in the chat, talking about <laughs> fishing, hanging out, Community, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to figure out a way to move, to continue this, this, continue this, and also give the members or give the community an opportunity to talk, to continue to communicate amongst each other's with the same guidelines, with the same infrastructure uh, as as we did on the show. On the show, I could regulate it. I could say, hey, you know what? This guy's gonna get banned for for insulting another guy, and then eventually they they weed themselves out and they know how to behave. And now we have a good solid core of guys that will enforce that on their own. I, I gotta say, by the way, sorry to jump in this. Yeah. When you watch YouTube, uh, Roman's YouTube videos and his streams, it's so crazy how fast someone gets booted, and with with reason. Yeah. Okay? Oh yeah. 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 But but it is the person that are as moderators that are part of the community oh, yeah. are so on board with this yeah. that it's actually cleaned up the stream so yeah. fast. Yeah. We, how, when's the last time we even saw anything like that? Yeah, it's been a yeah. long time. It's been a long time. You don't time, get yeah. hit with that stuff yeah. anymore. So 
everyone in the community is doing the same, has the same virtue yeah, like, inside their, their head. Yeah, they, they, understand the, they understand the mission. Right, that's, that's the mission. A, they understand the mission. Um, I, lost, I lost my train of thought a little bit there, but... Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. Um, I, I don't even remember what your train the, of thought was. The Discord, the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the getting, the, getting the conversation to continue off, off the, after the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I needed to um, figure out a way for not only me to talk to a group of people, but for that group of people to talk to each other, right? And part of it was through the chat during the show. But when the show is over, what happens to the party? Where's the party go? So the party goes to Discord, right? We figured out uh, we figured out another use for this app called Discord. We set up our own Discord server. It's called the Mad Max Christian Club Discord server, I guess. And uh, it's basically like a like a like a like a forum, but it's outside of YouTube, outside of any other forum, outside of Facebook. There's no marketing against it. There's no advertising against it. Nobody's gonna try to sway you either way uh, to vote on this or that or to support or, or not support something. It's only what I can control, which is only the stuff that has to do with fishing, okay? Uh, we talk about fishing gear, talk about fishing setups, all that good stuff, techniques. And then we also have uh, voice channels that we use in that Discord server to communicate with each other. And for a time, when we first started getting to Discord, we used to continue the conversation off stream in Discord. We ha we'd have sessions after the after the fish hour call, after the fish hour show, we'd have the fish hour call in Discord. And basically just everybody would jump in, there'd be like 20, 30 people in there talking to <laughs> I Okay, so long story short, I remember when this was happening, because I jumped on every yep. after every show and yeah. all that. I think Darren, you've been on. Yep. Uh, Kevin, I'm sure you have. And it'd be me and Wayne and Captain Dan yeah. and all that. And yeah. Arnie, too. Yeah. The amount of short jokes that I got in that Discord <laughs> channel, I could not believe <laughs> the amount. Wayne spreading rumors. Wayne, Everybody knows. Arnie, all those guys. All those guys. But it was, it was, a, good, uh, it was a good way to have the community just build, build upon itself. Mm -hmm. And then we just made it available for people to just... Uh, start to communicate, start to get in contact with each other, and now you have a place where you can go and find fishy friends. Uh, and they're somewhat kind of like a, curate, a curated group of guys, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know these guys at least are, can, can comport themselves well enough to, to make it into the Discord server, right? <laughs> and then you're, you, can, you can trust those guys in there. You're like, I trust those guys in there. Everybody's uh, pretty, pretty cool in the, in, the, in the Discord server, in the, in the Manic Fishing Club, basically. Uh, the fishing club is is free, which is another idea that's like a little weird, right? Like, we started the club based on a drawing I did during the, one of the shows, and it was supposed to be like a joke club shirt that we were gonna have, and it was gonna be like an inside thing. And then we decided, you know what? Just make it a let's make it a club. Let's make it a real club. We had the shirt, and everybody's vibing with it. So we so we started all the whole infrastructure for it. So it started as kind of like a joke, but it turned into a real fishing club. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so, I, I remember the episode of you yeah. drawing that stuff up yeah. with your overhead camera. Yeah. And I remember that one. It was a it was another way to kind of figure out a way to make more content that I could do every day of the week. So it was kind of like a you know, yeah. like hey man, I, I don't know what else to do today. I'm just gonna start drawing. And so, I mean, we, we, there's this, there's some significance, of course, to the Mac uh, during that era or during that time. Um, I've I've been talking to Kevin and we had done some 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 La Jolla stuff and he had been on the show and and on my mind fresh in my mind was the idea that no matter what you're he, trying to get you're talking about back when he would sit in his garage 
Yeah. Is he on the show? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, Stuck see? We had a fancy now, I go in, now I go and I see him in, in person. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's true, right? I remember yeah, those days yeah. when he'd be in his garage. Yeah. With dark. It was very dark in yeah. my garage. He, you could, he'd funny. have his camera up here and you could see the the computer sits right. while he's staring into well, it. Yeah, you see, like, the glare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but the the, the the idea the idea with the Mac was like, hey, you know, like this Mac is cool, and if you want to catch big fish, you want to catch nice fish, you gotta have a nice bait, you gotta have perfect bait. So the Mac, the Mac, represents to me like the beginning of the ecosystem, like the beginning of that. Not, not necessarily the beginning, but like as a as an angler, you're catching that fresh bait, and that's what's gonna get you that big fish. It's like an upgrade, right? Like you're starting that, you're starting that, and you have a nice clean piece of bait. And that's the foundation for your fishing, for your catching, that's your foundation. So why not us be the foundation for fishing? You know, like, we're the Mad Max. We, we're like, we're little fish, but we're like, we're, we support the whole structure, right? By, it's the beginning of it, basically, right? The root of it. Right. And so, it's a cool, it's a cool, it's a cool mascot to have. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's pretty fun. So you're... Your thought process on you know the beginning of you know the start where you where you start to fish yeah. with the bait. When we first started this podcast, like when you started uh, Fishy Hour, it was COVID child basically. Yeah. It was re- it was named something else. What was it named? Downwind Corner. Oh, that's um, cool. And it, and the reason I bring that up is because he he named it Downwind Corner because it was supposed to be a podcast about coming to learn and all that. And where do you, when you're on a boat, yeah. where do you start? In the downwind corner. That's funny. Yeah. That's good. I try. <laughs> and then I called him up one day and said, hey, you know what? What do you think about rebranding it called Doc Talk? All right, yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to record this weekend. A year later, we finally make a recording. And oh, here we are. Yeah. Nice. Well, after COVID, I ended up going back to work, and yeah. we couldn't get the time off to, to do anything. So well, no, it's, it's hard. It, it, content creation is hard. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, that's one of the struggles I'm going through now with my with my bait with my main channel my channel I started the the channel I started fishing on. Um, it's it's much more easier for me to go live and make the content for the hour hour and a half than it is to go on an epic fishing adventure and shoot a bunch of e roll and shoot a bunch of drone footage and shoot a bunch of right. stuff and cut it up and, and put music on it and run out of gas. It's gonna be it's more fun. Yeah. It's more fun. It's amazing. But but, but you're, you're you're a good a good video has b roll in it yeah. and. And yeah, and, I get that. And and I'm 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 at the point now where maybe I'm jaded and like, hey, I'm gonna make that content for you. I'm gonna have a show that's gonna help you fish, fishy hour. Brian's also helped me a lot with with Wednesday's episode, bait fishing with Roman and Brian. And so I feel like satisfied in my in my need to create, to the point where when I go fish, I just want to fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to bring the camera with me. So you know my social media prowess and expertise seems to be um i seem to watch a trend obviously you know tiktok you know instagram reels youtube shorts why not just do short stuff that doesn't require very much editing at all i know some of it does but it's not nearly as structured as a 20 minute you know bat of the bone foamer video that's so awesome though right but it is awesome but i you know you know so yeah so my 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 idea going forward is going to be uh See, this is, this, is a, this is the other thing, guys. Know this. When you're building stuff on social media, you're building on borrowed land. Okay? So if you take the time, if, even, even I'm doing it with, with, uh, 
with with uh, YouTube, right? If YouTube were, were to decide for whatever reason that my channel wasn't good for whatever reason, they could just kill, kill it, right? You've seen that a lot lately. Yeah, and there goes all of your all of the time and effort you put into making that content available, right? If you build up your social media accounts, kind of same thing. It's more likely to get taken offline or whatever, but also it's even more likely to get restricted as far as your audience. So think about maybe a couple of years ago, maybe more than a couple of years ago now, back when Facebook pages first started. You had uh, you had the reach that everybody that liked your page was gonna see your post, right? Mm -hmm. And you could be like, oh yeah, I'm all in. Facebook, here's, here's five bucks a, a day or whatever, 20 bucks a day, 50 bucks a day for you to put me in front of other people so they can click like on my page and now I have them on my page and I can send them stuff that I need to inform them on, right? Mm -hmm. And then and then Facebook said, oh, okay, that's cool, but uh, now you're spamming all these people. We think you're spamming these people. And even if you weren't, even mm -hmm. if those people signed up and liked your page and want to receive that post from you, they're not gonna see it because now they're gonna restrict how many of your audience can see it. They're gonna say, okay, we're gonna send it to the first 5% of, of the 100 people that like your page. They're gonna send it to five people. If those five people don't like it, don't respond to it, don't interact with it, we're not gonna send it to anybody else. If they like it, a percentage of them like it, a percentage of them comment in a positive way, or even, oh, Facebook, a negative way anyway, uh, we're gonna send it to another 10% of your audience that already signed up and you already went out and paid money for it so they could uh, like your page. So they throttle. They throttle you, yeah. Really? Yeah, and so and so right now, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff, it's good, you're building stuff, you're getting a, awareness, but there's different algorithms for different parts of those different applications that are throttling you even if you have a billion subscribers or a billion um, followers, followers, right? right? Do, do an experiment. Post a, a, a single a single image on your Instagram, and you'll get like however many your average likes are, right? Post a reel that's like eight seconds long, and you're gonna get a lot more traction on that. A lot more people are gonna see that because right now, currently, Instagram is trying to compete with TikTok, TikTok right? right? So so it's it's serving their purpose, right? You're making content for them so they can promote so that so that Instagram so that Instagram can beat out TikTok. That's so, why they're pushing you. Right. Okay, so that kind of sparked a question for me. Yeah, go for it. When you have, obviously you have your own built-in audience, whether yep. it's on YouTube, Facebook, yep. whatever. Yep. Are you often finding yourself, because I'm sure you recording a podcast 10 years ago or creating content 10 years yep. ago probably has changed from how you do it now. Yeah, and so Kevin, you brought a good, a good point with the reels down. Okay, perfect. So what is what are you here for, right? That's mm -hmm. That's a... Can you learn about fishing from a book? Of course. Mm -hmm. Can you learn from a fishing? Can you learn about fishing from a thread? Of course, from a forum, from a website, from a, from an internet blog post or a video. Yes, right. But I like to think that people enjoy my personality, right? And whatever content I put out, as long as I'm staying true to myself and the vision or the mission of of making sure that what I give you in that time you're spending with me is valuable to you. Mm -hmm. Then I'm good, right? Like, uh, it's uh, I, I feel like I can build an audience on any platform, right? For me, the goal with the platform stuff is should be to, yeah, you want to grow your YouTube channel, yeah, you want to grow your Instagram following, but have a have a place where everybody can get aggregated to that you control, right? So for in my case, it'd be like 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 a Discord or my email list, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, email nobody uses email anymore, blah blah, yeah, but you still have an email list that you control. And if you decide, hey, you know what? TikTok didn't like that I gaffed a tuna because it's too much blood. 
right? And now uh, they they banned my account or they restricted my my reach. Right. Have you seen that happen? I'm just, I'm just saying that could happen, yeah. right? What? Or like or Kevin's butt crack on it. <laughs> right. That's what happened on YouTube. Yeah. So so okay. Let's do, let's use that as an example. Okay. I'm a YouTube I'm a YouTube creator. I love YouTube, right? And but the stuff I make is not really that that controversial, I guess, right? But maybe someday it would be like, oh yeah, we don't like the way you're catching fish. You know? Okay, fine. So we don't like you catching fish, period. Right. That's fine. Okay. So but, but then so then if they if they cancel me, I still have access to my users. You know, I still have access to people that that have historically liked my content. And I guess, hey guys, we got booted off of YouTube, but here's where I'm, make, where I'm working on now. I found this other platform that I'm just making the same stuff on. It's probably getting even better. And then I continue to have my base. They don't completely lock me out of my own audience, right? That's what I'm saying, building on borrowed land. You gotta, you gotta make sure all your social media stuff that you're building has a deliberate final destination of getting somebody on an email list or some other way of, of maintaining contact with that audience member. It's kind of like an insurance policy yeah. when, on communicating with yeah. your, your, your group. Yeah, because you're, you're, think about it, you're spending the time to build that audience, right? So you gotta make sure you have that, yeah, you continue to have access to it. Nobody else could be able to gatekeep you from your own audience. And that's what TikTok, Instagram, even YouTube does, right? They do it, they do it with the guise of like, hey, um, it's, we don't wanna bore people. Like t YouTube wants to keep people on a platform. I have a go for it. So I so check this out. You know, I, I have fishing reps. Yeah. The Instagram page. Yep. And I brought in Lane. Okay. Lane cool. Killian, right? Yep. So um, basically my goal was to make him promote the brands that we rep, right? Perfect. It's for him to grow interest in the things that we sell directly to, to tackle shops. Now, when he posts a reel, he'll get like 30,000 to 150,000 views. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'll post the same thing or something close to it. I'll I'll get maybe eight. Yeah. So <laughs> I have more followers. I have the same thing that same yeah. the same thing. I have a theory. My theory is that they're trying to get younger people, especially on reels, there's a certain age that they're trying to, you know, profile-wise that they're going to push more. Because those people are what they want to attract from TikTok. What's the age difference between you and Lane? Uh, the ten years. Yeah, there's a, there, that that might be for sure a factor. Um, but also, has Lane been doing reels longer than you have? Uh, yeah. Well, it kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. So, so he's got that. he's got that on you. He's been consistent like every day, every week. Pretty much now. Yeah. Yeah. So the more consistent you are on it, because look, think about what if you want to grow on any kind of social media. And I'm not saying my, my social media is like amazing and stuff and I shouldn't be talking about this. I, I but, well we're all listening because I but, think you're on to something. But you gotta you gotta you gotta see what they what the social media platform wants. What do they want? It's not about what you want. It's about what they want. And you happen and if you get help from that, that's great. That's 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 gravy, but like it's not, it's about what they want. They want you to get people's attention on your on your blog post or on your video or on your uh, real because that means that they can show more people are on their platform and they can say to investors hey we got so many more views this, this year and so many more people signed up for Instagram over TikTok we got more watch time now than TikTok does it's a big landmark big big uh big to do right so if you want to play with that if you want to game that system then you see what what they're currently pushing Instagram right now wants to beat out TikTok right because it basically stole that idea from TikTok, the reels, right? 
And so how are you going to do it? By rewarding you as a creator, as a, even if you're just making short videos, you're a creator. Rewarding you with attention that you're seeking, right? So that, so that, so that you feel like, okay, it's more convenient, it's better for me, I get more views if I make more reels as opposed to like a, a carousel, or like a single post, or like a, even a IGTV video, right? You're gonna get more support from the platform because that's what they want you to push. That's what they want to grow in. It's not because you're making great videos. I mean, sure, you sure are making great videos, but like you just said, the same video in two different accounts, one with more than the other, it, it's basically what, what audience they're trying to target. What, um, but what serves their purpose? What serves them getting more people on the platform? And now you go back to YouTube, right? Same thing with YouTube. Like, YouTube wants ad revenue for the time when you're going between one video to the next. That's what YouTube wants, right? They want people to watch videos there and they want to promote videos that are entertaining and keep you watching, okay? Very basic. Uh, look, look at the history of YouTube videos back in the day. The videos were kind of long and drawn out, right? And now the cuts are fast, They're depending on the demographic, right? But once the cuts are fast and uh, high-paced, you barely have any time to think because you're watching it, you're glued to the thing, right? And that means that you're watching it longer. So the, long, the more that video you watch, the more the video you get somebody to watch, the better it is for that video to rank in that search. You can do a, you can do that a bunch of different ways by making it a really interesting topic, switching uh, switching um, scenes really fast, um, explaining things in a, in a nice way. Or like it, it just depends, right? You, it, it just depends on what kind of video you're making. But the point is that on to grow on YouTube, you want to have videos that are basically watched the whole way through. And then on top of that, not only watch the whole way through, but can transition into another video, right? If you could take a channel that, that's getting one view per video, right? to, to uh, get them to watch the next video and the next video, like th three sessions. Like if one session watches three videos on the same channel, then that channel's gonna grow. Interesting. Right? It just, and, and why is it gonna grow? Not because, <coughs> not, yeah, the content is great. I'm sure the content's gonna be great. But that's, but you have guys that could shoot a, shoot a video on their phone, one take that, one take it, right? One take, and they keep you on there for the 30 seconds that video is long or the minute, and you watch a whole minute video, and they say, hey, watch the next video because I'm gonna do this and that. And you watch those three videos, it might be three minutes each or two minutes each, right? But now you're showing, you're telling, the viewer is telling YouTube that this content is first. <coughs> it is what they said it was in the thumbnail. It is what they said it was in the, in the title. I get what I was. I get what I was expecting to get because I stayed watching it. I didn't click back. No clickbait. Yeah, no clickbait. But clickbait is also good bait, right? There's still clickbait. I can clickbait you and say, "Hey, I'm going to talk to you about these curly tail uh, lures that Darren is making, and they're freaking cool. Come check it out, right?" And then like. We haven't stopped playing with these, by the way. <laughs> everyone, everyone, I look around every time and someone's touching these creepy plastics, man. It's not clickbait if you deliver on what, you cl what you're claiming. <coughs> right. Clickbait is, uh, it can it look click clickbaity, but if you deliver on what you promise, it's not clickbait. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or it is clickbait, but it's delivered on clickbait, I guess you could say. And then, and then so as those videos and and, uh, and watch time goes up on, the, on those videos and they continue to watch, to watch your channel, or even if your even if your session leads into a different channel and, and they continue to watch on that channel, that still counts towards you because you you initiated the whole session. You brought people to the platform, which is what they want, and you got them to watch for a certain amount of time. 
And even better, you handed them off to a different creator and they're watching their channel now. That's all, kind of, that's all positive for your channel, right? But, and, and, and does it mean that your content is great? Not necessarily. It just means that, that you're supporting the goal of the platform, which in this case is more watch time. I think people come into YouTube or the Instagram stuff and they want to make the sexiest content they want to put it out there yeah. and they put so much work into it yeah. that they're trying to get the reward that they think they deserve but yes. you're bringing up a good point that it's not <clears throat> what you think yeah. it's what the social media platform you're working with wants other people to think and what they want them to go and see along with you helping mediate that yes. by pursuing their way of doing business their way of structuring how they want to push things along yeah to, yeah uh, to a certain point right uh, so there's a because in that in that process in that in that you serving the 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 platform whatever platform happens to be it's just to stick with YouTube you're still developing an audience right and and you still have access to those people and those people you can you can do other things with that community right so it's not all just for the platform you're still building up you're still building up for yourself or for the for your community but but yeah the trick to growing on any social media platform including youtube is just to uh, see what their goal is as a platform and then help them accomplish that goal and in doing so your channel will grow and uh once your channel gets a certain size uh, or even you don't have to wait for it to get a certain size say say you have a small channel like a hundred hundred subscriber channel right that that that's uh that's a lot that's a big deal guys like a hundred hundred subscribers is a huge deal imagine a hundred people standing in front of you yeah, like, all right. Would, would you uh, be able to give a speech without without being super nervous? Nope. If you walked into a hall and you had like hundred people standing there, sitting there waiting for you to talk. That's what you have. You know, hundred subscribers. That's a lot of people. So, right. is Lane? Has he seen any money from these reels? Because I heard that they're going to start monetizing. Uh, I mean, I don't. He, he Roman yeah. probably knows more about this than I do. But we we, could, we don't. We, our our business structure doesn't require us to make yeah. money through social media platforms. No, I, I know that. But what I, I from what I understand is that Instagram is going to start monetizing reels. Yeah, they they probably will, and it's just probably like a little extra incentive because right because uh, they're getting their booty spanked by TikTok. But TikTok's yeah. also, but even even TikTok's. Uh, Incentivizing their posts, I think, and, and like I was watching this, this video where like they went over like the earnings of somebody that had like a million subscribers or whatever you call it followers, and it was like peanuts dude, for like what they're getting for like the amount of views you're getting on TikTok relative to the amount of views. If you had the same amount of views like on a, on a YouTube channel, it's like it's like nothing. You're getting paid nothing, right. and you're spending all this time to build an audience. That right? that that seems right because I you know. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok, but for some reason I still I still see TikTok reels. Yeah. But it's interesting because my 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 fiance will, will be on TikTok and all that and um, she'll say, Oh, this person got like a million uh, followers or on TikTok yeah. like overnight. Yeah. And I'm like, it seems like everyone has a million followers yeah. nowadays. But so so that's the thing, like what's a goal though? Like what's a mission? Right. Like like I I have a, I have an Instagram account. Maybe like four thousand subscribers, if, if that. And uh, no big deal. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> Where's use the five hundred? Come on. Yeah. Here. I, I don't exactly. Use it, I don't use it that much, because mm -hmm. because my goal is not to get Instagram famous. Yeah. You know, like it's not. It's not. Um, my goal is to help people to help people get better at fishing. My goal is to 
grow my community, right? And you can't just build on, build something for the sake of building it. What's your what's your plan, right? What why are you, why are you gonna go spend so much time creating content on a platform that might take away from you at any given time, and uh, have no plan for it besides like getting likes and follows or whatever, right? Like, well, so there's a, you say, talk about, you know, borrowed land yeah. might get taken away from you. <clears throat> there's quite a few uh, hunting, outdoors, fishing yeah. people that were on YouTube that got their stuff taken away from them yeah. overnight. So so here's the thing. like, And, and we're talking someone with like 2 million yeah. followers. Okay, I think about this. YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. I mean, not Twitter so much, but like uh, all of those, all the things where you create content and put it up there. What are they doing for you as a creator? They're giving, they're providing the infrastructure and they're providing an easy on-ramp for you to create content and publish it to the masses, okay? That's why, you're, that's why there's so many people that don't necessarily have to go and learn how to code a website to put their website up and put their content up, to put a blog up, because they could just post it on Twitter, mm -hmm. right? You, wanna, you don't wanna have a, a photo sharing website for your photography business, because you can just go on Instagram and post photos, sure. right? But that's not free. It is free, kind of, but it's not free. They're, they're collecting your data. They're collecting your users' data. They're 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 keeping they're gatekeeping you from your own audience that you're building, right? So let, let's say you want to build something. Yes, use the social media platforms because, because they have the reach that your that your personal website will never get from scratch. You're not gonna get a, you're not gonna get a, even a thousand people to come to your website when you first launch it for the first I don't know week whatever. Even if you reach out to your friends and family, and be like, hey, go to my website. Then they go and look at it and be like, okay, whatever, it's a website, right? Mm -hmm. But on social media, you have your website set up and your website's telling people what you provide, what your service is, or what your thing is, what your mission is. And then you go to the social medias and you publish whatever you need to publish to get people's attention, to come check out your website where they learn about your mission. And then some of them will jump on board and some of them won't, right? That, that's what you taught me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and, it, and the execution has worked yeah. out like that. And, and, it is, and it is the... The way you're building something that makes sense, otherwise you're just wasting your time. Oh, unless you enjoy the entertainment, unless you enjoy the the buzz of getting like a thousand likes or whatever, or like fifty likes or twenty likes, depending on, when you, on what your average like rate is. But right? that that is the appeal for people on social media is to feel gratified through something that's numerical. They can see, yeah. they can quantify yeah. people's interest, and that gives them pleasure. Yeah, that makes sense. That's I mean, it's like the. I mean, I get it. I, I totally get it. Like, I like, I love getting a bunch of likes and comments on my stuff. Right? It's not. It's not. I'm not immune to it. But I understand that that's not what I'm working for. Mm. Right. So I think a lot of people should have that understand. I mean, great, great podcast content. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. this is gonna blow. <laughs> I mean, this is. <laughs> dude, what have you guys been wasting time on for with this, dude? Like, oh my god. That was. That was. People that are in the fishing industry have a somewhat misunderstanding, I think, connecting to their audience and the clientele they have. Mm -hmm. Mostly because they don't understand them. Yeah. I'll be very f frank about it. Yeah. Like, unless you're out there fishing in the community or you're talking to people within them and know leaders that are part of it and the people that the leaders are working for, yeah. you know, you have no freaking clue. Who you're selling this product to yeah. you don't you're just doing it because it's been the way it's been but um 
that that's a good point. But but social media has generated even more of that progression because now they know that this certain audience likes this yeah. thing. So they get in the habit of recreating that over and over and over again. So what it comes down to is, and think of it in tra traditional media, right? You you can you can have so many eyeballs for a certain amount of, for a certain amount of money. And let's just say this is something real basic, right? So on the freeway here, there's like billboards, right? I can guarantee you you're gonna get X amount of eyeballs on that billboard for the next month. And I'm gonna charge you X amount per month to have that billboard, and you can put whatever you want up there as long as it's like not insulting or weird, right? Uh, and you're like, oh, cool, that's a lot of eyeballs. I'm down, right? And uh, you're, you're you're advertising uh, Darren's curly tail grub, right? Darren's package. Darren's package, right? <laughs> Darren's curly tail package. And so, so the majority of the people that are passing by that billboard, you're like, what the heck is Darren's package? Is that a strip club? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them might know what this is because they fish, uh -huh, right? right? Right. But you're still paying as an advertiser for all those eyeballs, even if they don't care about the Darren's package, mm -hmm. right? So, what we have now in 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 the in what the internet has brought us and what the internet has brought us and what all these little I, I say little but like I said segmented sub communities within our sport is you now have the the same cost that it would take you to to, to get that that billboard sign in the middle of the, of the five here in San Diego you could take that same resource the same money and distribute it amongst different audiences or, or to put ads in front of different audiences that are specific for that type of audience, right? And you're probably gonna get better value out of your money because it's gonna go in front of people that are looking for a curly tail grab to fish, right? Yeah, the algorithm. Yeah, and, and, and how would you find all those people? Well, you find them through influencers, right? That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But some influencers are overvalued, right? Like, like they're gonna charge you more than, than they can provide, than they can deliver. And that's where you kind of get the whole... If you're an influencer on Instagram, you're... Way overvalued. But, but what the, it depends. It, <laughs> it, it does it's, depend. It's, it's hard to I say. Know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. So that's the thing. As a as a as a marketing person at a company, a fishing company, you would look into that. You would look into that uh, content creator or influencer, whatever you want to call them. Talk to them. See what they're about, because you also want to know what, the, what you're what you're associating with, right? And that's difficult too. What if what if this guy's awesome for the first year and a half or two years that he's making content, but then he just goes off the deep end and misrepresents your brand right that's that's hard yeah. you can predict that so there's that there's that uh there's that little bit of uh of um risk but all that to say that there's an opportunity for the for companies to get products or services in front of specific people that are more more likely to use that service or product and you can advertise for them directly for cheaper than you would putting up a billboard sign Right. And you probably that's get better very returns. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Both those, you're going to for sure see a better return because yeah. you're able to focus in on what your goal is. Yep. You're able to say, I want this person to watch it. Mm -hmm. I want this area, yep. this age group, yada. Exactly. You know? And that's, it's a powerful thing. But um, there is also something to be said about learning your customer mm -hmm. and understanding what they are actually doing versus what they're seeing you do. Oh, right, 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 yep. So someone's someone might be out there throwing a jig, 
it doesn't matter what brand. This is an example, right? And they see the jig repeatedly, but if the jig is just catching fish, right? What's the connection between that brand and that, that community? There, there is none, except right. for people using it. Right. They don't, people have no clue what this brand does. They just see it a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, that's bottom line marketing, yeah. but there's no personal touch to it, yeah. which is, which is the, the thing that I'm trying to bring to this table right now is an understanding is that there's a lack of understanding of the communities that are out there because of the sub, the small, you know, yeah. cluster. Of there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of sub communities within the fishing industry. Yeah, right. That that makes sense. So you basically need so you, so, I would treat an influencer as like a as like a liaison for their community for their yes to help you understand what they need. Right. Hundred percent. Right. And then and then. Well, and again, every creator is different, right? So, like every every influencer, air quotes, is different, right? So there won't be many of the ones you just mentioned. Right. There, there won't be many because an influencer can be just looking for, like you said, yeah. likes, follows, yeah, whatever. Right. It's an airy yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's an airy thing. Yeah. So you so, community leaders maybe. Those community those, leaders would be the way, right? Well, that would be the the hottest yeah. target. Yeah. In marketing, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, the community the community leaders that are going to be able to introduce your brand into that community and then th and then you get the network effect for sure like once enough people start using that brand or that product then it self replicates just because other people see them use it and then it just kind of goes off but it has more meaning then you know it does people quantify yeah. the value a lot differently if they associate the brand with a personal community or mm -hmm. a thing that's it, uh, it, it, it gives an association to a, a larger definition, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Like, like uh, you didn't just see a commercial for it on TV, your friend told you about it. Yes, or right. has one. Or has one, yeah. Right, but they, yeah. But they trust that, yep. and they, they yep. participate in something, yep. you know? Yep, that makes sense. So, but the fishing... Sorry, we're like way off topic. <laughs> well, well the, you, know, you know why this, this is... fascinating. You know why it's, it's so important to talk about this, was be, and I'm going to... Aside from the MMFC, which I, I really believe in, you know, I, the things we've talked about are things you're doing, you know, it's a really interesting, you, you may not have the volume of follows, right? Yep. You may not have the volume of likes, yep. but what you're doing is way different. It's something that people can't quantify until they're participating in. Well, what he's doing, yeah. people believe in. Yes, but, but they have to be part of it. Yes. To understand, because you won't understand totally. until you're part of it. So... It's building a foundation for something you're going to provide later on, potentially or even sooner, who knows yeah. what the timeline is, but yeah. in the future, that's going to give a lot more substance and meaning in what people support in the future. I, I, I feel that. That makes sense. So, yeah. you know, and CCA, this is, I brought your plug, but CCA is really the, the finish line, in my opinion, because once we all... Are there to support our future because of the communities we've developed right the people that support fishing that mm -hmm. want to see it grow and be better and to have potentially more money doesn't matter really about money it not matters about evil with fishing bottom line but if you're able to do that in the future with greater accessibility and more pride doesn't that mean something to participate in now you know that that's that's the importance that i think the real essence of fishing right now depends on. We don't have a future if we're all seeking for a less personal touch in our communities.
Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that sense. that's why it's so because CCA goes out to these events. They go and yeah. do events. They go and do things literally with the community. They say, "We're set up here at this booth. Come and talk to us." We're doing it tomorrow. We are going to do it tomorrow. We this, are. This podcast will not be. The, uh, <laughs> what are we, what are we doing tomorrow? It. You missed it. <laughs> are you coming with us? You're going to drive down from Elsinore. You're going to come over. I'll Dana be. Landing. I'll be in LA. Yeah, it's so. San Diego is much cooler. But Inland Empire. Oh, the baseball game. Inland Empire's got you know great community built around you, and, and you guys actually you know perfect example of Kuma, right? Yeah. They develop better relationships because the UCCA's Inland Empire, the community that, that you're part of, yeah. to build in a better understanding of how they're going to provide a product that better suits their lifestyle, yep. fishing lifestyle. Exactly. So that that is that's why I'm saying CCA is so important. Like it's it's building up a better framework for the industry than we've had before. You know what I mean? Like we're sitting in the Marlin Club in SD, right? You know, I would I'd certainly hope that people would see the value in supporting CCA and and their events because that brings in more people to Marlin Club SD. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and it works for every single person in the industry. Like, it's not just us. You know, we're, we're one day, Roman and I and, and, you know, Chris and Darren, we're all going to be sitting at a different table, hopefully. And, you know, it's going to be way bigger yeah. Yeah, as long as people want it. Yeah, That's true, absolutely. Man. I mean, I, you're right, Kevin. I think I see CCA as more along the lines of almost like – Maybe common ground, but also, you know, like Switzerland. Where, <laughs> where, I hate when you say that, man. I know, I know. We, you use that quite a bit recently, too. It's a common phrase. But it, ultimately, we don't choose who we represent. We just represent the whole. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. <laughs> what? Then Switzerland's about to not be uh, about to join the UN, isn't it? Or is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, fin- oh, it's Finland. Finland, Finland. Is it Finland? Yeah. Okay, you don't got scare me like that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we don't we don't choose who we represent in within the fishing. Community. Don't choose our host. I was going <laughs> <laughs> to choose our metaphors. Uh, <laughs> we just represent everyone, and That's everyone's cool. welcome to join us and all that. We don't, you know. And so I, I get what you're trying to say, Kevin. It's it makes sense for sure. So what is the what is the uh, the core guiding principle for CCA? Like, like what, what is the one or two line elevator pitch. Oh, so now you're a host. Uh, no, I'm just asking. You're asking me. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing a great job. <laughs> uh, ultimately, we're we're a fishing advocacy group. We fight for your right to fish, your right to fish, your right to fish, everyone's right to fish. Exactly. So that's exactly what, what, what Kevin was alluding to. Like, um, Just because I run a club a certain way, mm-hmm. I build a community a certain way, we're still... I'm bringing in new anglers. I'm bringing in new blood into the into the into the fishing world, into the community. I'm helping them not get discouraged in their initial entry of of starting to get to know how to actually fish, so that they do become anglers. And down the road, they will become part of CCA, mm-hmm. right? Because it just it just makes sense. Right. If you learn to enjoy fishing, if you love fishing, and you don't want it to go away, you're gonna become a member of CCA. It's just natural, right? Yes, true. And so. Any effort that I'm doing to help grow my community is, in essence, an effort to help grow CCA. Yes, and 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 people, you know, 
I think the other thing that's that's the strength of, of um, Chris's pitch that he didn't actually mention was that we do the fighting for you. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that goes behind goes on behind um, open doors, closed doors, hallways. That CCA is there to be able to mediate um, at their best cap you know capability, and certainly more people help, more members help drive that. Right. And what a tremendous job they've done lately. Holy smokes! No kidding. The change in lifestyle, man. Oh yeah. Like, so so along the same thread, along, the, along that same lines, you guys were just talking about, like, that's a lot of work. A lot and, of work. And I, I'm sure burnout is going to be an issue if it's not already. Right? Just honestly, right? So we have one of two guys right here that probably are in that boat. <laughs> I so. know. So so you so you want to bring in as many people as possible to the club because they're going to talk about a percentage of those people that are joining the CCA club. They're going to get they're going to want to get more involved and join their local board. Right, mm -hmm. and then maybe they want to get even more involved. Maybe they have a skill set that they've been working on their whole life, and they're they're bored with doing that same skill set at their job, and they want to apply that skill set for the group, right? For CCA, love, yeah. something that they love, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to help them feel more fulfilled to be able to serve CCA with the skill set that they've taken a lifetime to learn, right? For you guys, it's helpful, of course, mm -hmm. right? And sure. it's going to take a little bit of the extra work off you guys that are like overworked, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah, hundred percent. For sure. That, that's do, you feel, do you feel overworked? Do I feel overworked? Yeah. Well, I mean, I work every eight days a week. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't even feel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is feel? Yeah. You're right, Roman. I mean, when, when it comes to, I think, Kevin, I think it was the very first episode of Doc Talk this year where you asked me, you know, what we can, or what someone could do to help CCA and all that. And, and it's absolutely true where Join. joining CCA is one part, but also if you've got the relationships in the state legislature, if you've got, uh, say, mediation experience or lobbying experience or, um, you know, Darren, once, uh, once we start building a CCA headquarters that we need to pull, we'll yeah. call you. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, but like... Better be a sick ass pool. <laughs> <laughs> so on that, on that, my, my thoughts on what you just said. Mm -hmm. um, what are we doing for CCA memberships to empower them to spread the word? Like, I'm not, and that, and I'm not, for, for new memberships for anybody that's already in CCA that wants to do a little bit more. Oh, okay. What are their options? Do they know that there's things that they can do besides being on the board, right? How, like are we communicating I'm talking we like I'm in CCA or something right mm -hmm. I, I'm a member of course but like what is CCA doing to make sure that the people that are in CCA understand that they can do more if they want to if they choose to right and what are the different things that they could do some people might have just enough to pay for that membership and they can't pay anymore they can't donate anymore and we can't keep it, keep beating them up for money right it's just me talking guys it's just me talking talk talk other people can can help in other ways, right? By like, hey, look, my skill sets, volunteering their time, right? And how do we make sure that those people know that that's an option for them, and that, and that they're going to be appreciated for donating their time and and uh, or 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 skill set to whatever thing that we're trying to build, right? So we got to make sure that we communicate that. I think. So when when we're at one of our events and I'm trying to get you to sign up as a new, as a new member, right? I always tell them, you're not just a member; you're always more than welcome to either join the board come to the board meetings and from there they can see what you know what they can do with right. helping out with volunteering helping out with uh, 
like you said, a skill set that they have yeah. or, you know, or whatever they can do to help out at, at one of the banquets. Yeah. You know, if they say they own a rental company and the banquet needs a tent. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like no, I got that makes sense. What what as a new let's just say. But hold on a second, though. But what they also have to remember, though, is that by them joining and paying their thirty five bucks a month. Helps trim or a year, sorry, a year. <laughs> Damn, press it enough. <laughs> it, uh, it, that thirty-five dollars goes a long ways on helping the CCA fight to keep the right for us to fish. Right, that, and that makes sense. But thirty-five dollars, like, well, I'm not saying I'm, I'm super wealthy or anything, but like thirty-five bucks is just thirty-five bucks, especially with inflation, right? What much can you do with thirty-five bucks? Wouldn't you rather have my thirty-five bucks and like ten hours of my time? Oh yeah, definitely. Right, so, or something like that, right? Well. Well, when somebody first finds something that they enjoy, like CCA, right, and they believe in the mission, and they're going to give their, the 35 bucks or join for the lifetime membership, whatever they decide to do, that's the time when you need to ask them to do, if they can do more. Like, not financially, but like, hey, be part of the, be part of the board. Hey, um, uh, we do, you need, to have, you need to have things ready for them to take over if, you, if somebody wants to volunteer their time, right? Because I think... You have a lot more people with more time than you have a lot more people than you have people with more money to, to get rid of. You know what I'm saying? Like you you're not using the full resources that you have potentially available to you as a big organization. Like I have a small organization, right? We're not that huge, but people are starting to volunteer. Like look at look at what one guy has done for Spotty Bowl, dude. Right? That's Eric, right? One guy's put together this crazy awesome tournament. I've just done basically the marketing for it and the web interface for it, right? And I schedule the codes when they go out. That's so why you have FTT on your hand, right? <laughs> do, you, do you believe that the, the one? Codes. Did you believe that the one is LOL? Did you put yeah. that up? <laughs> oh my God. The next one I got to put on my hand is LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I put SMH. Oh really? Yeah. Oh good. So oh. was that last last time? Oh, uh, I think it was uh, for tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh no, you got to change it. Oh, no, no, oh wait, well, this won't go out. This won't go out. Oh, so, but I'm not it still goes out a week from today. But you still do need to be changed. Yeah, it. I'm going to change it. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, no, the whole point of that is, yeah. is like, strike while the iron is hot, right? If somebody wants to help TCA more than just financially they, with their time or with their skill set, you got to have things queued up and ready for them to fire off on when when they're willing to do it because they're going to get distracted and they're going to move on to the next thing. And it's just the way it is, you know? So, yeah, all true. Anyway, no, that's that is. Um, I think that is a tough thing because what you mentioned previously was that time is something that you can't get back. It, it is. is a finite amount of it out there. People yeah. have a value it very much. True. And um, the things that CCA is working on are very time. Uh, they they require a, a, a good amount of time. Right. And um, I think that the, the thing is, is there's a duality in participation. Yeah. And the the best way that we always say it, but people don't quite understand, but maybe after this they will. The best way for people to support CCA is simply being a member because the first step of, you know, um, the numbers coming up in participation and support yes. reflect better for us to get people involved at a greater capacity in the future. If there wasn't as much participation in numbers at the be or right now, which is not the beginning, we're seven years in, 
you'll get better results if people participate in those events and know that there's other people with them. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think so. So it's it's like if you go to a band, or, uh, if you go to a bar, yeah. there's a band. The band's got five members to it, but in, in like a normal, you know, like yeah. a, break, a band, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's got 20 people in this bar. But the band wants to eventually get into the, you know, stadium. The, the stadium. Yeah. But how do they get there? Yeah. Well, they need numbers. They need people to be interested enough and like their music to yeah. be able to go. But how do you drive that? Well, you gotta be. You have at, at the bare minimum, you have to buy the music. That's not being oh, in yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is my that is why I want to quantify or the easiest way for people to be part of CCA is to simply be a member, thirty five bucks a year. That gives the ability for CCA to start building things that get people more interested. Yeah. Until that point, then the, the people have to make that decision for themselves. But until that point, it's not going to be like what they're expecting. They need to get others to join yeah. so that they can have cool stuff to do and it's get in there. Like some of the projects that CCA is doing, and especially, not going to give too much credit to Rob again, but. <laughs> <laughs> But man, has he built that Orange County up, man. Chat, that chapter's kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. They made this golf tournament. That's it's cool. so it's sick. August 5th. Man. I, Were you there last year? No, but I well, I should have been. Yeah, yeah. should have. I know. I, and Hobie actually brought something there. I was still yeah. with him at the time, so I was like, mm -hmm. had no excuse to not go. I'm just saying. I was there. I know. I Kevin, played. Kevin, jealous. do you golf? Do you want to be part of my foursome? <laughs> <laughs> It depends that on how I swing. Question. I guess it depends on how I swing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do golf. Okay. I got a good short game. Okay. No one's going to laugh at that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I golf. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a great long game. Oh, no. That would be a tall lie at this point. <laughs> um, oh, wow. But, yeah, I, uh, I do play. Um, mm -hmm. So, sign me up. Okay. Let's Down. go. What about Roman? You play golf? I, I, I've been to the driving range. About you're you're halfway there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty. Much, I, I've done actual. It's for charity, buddy. I've done two. <laughs> yeah. I've done, I, don't, I don't even have my own clubs. Yeah, there's there's. I got a set. I, I, I did one. I did one kind of similar thing with the uh, with my work. Are you setting us up for the four? With my work. Is this the deal? Right. Who are you? Do you have your own? Group? I I did last year. What about this year? And who's I, yours? Well, I played with Robbie last year. So, oh, okay. Is it good? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Hey, Whoa. I, I, I go, I go play. I, I play totally for fun. I if, it, I if I can't get past the ladies' tees, I don't care. And this year, <laughs> and this year, it's it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be last year on steroids. Yeah. So, so who's in it for? So it was, if I remember correctly. No, it, this year. Oh, this year? Yeah, I keep asking this year, man. You mean who's you in said your yeah, your foursome. Who's in your foursome, man? That's what they call them. Okay, okay. Well, so I can't far, get over it. I'm I'm like a freaking high school boy right now, dude. <laughs> so far, it's it, I mean, so far I'm not even a part of anyone. So I was I was just asking. I mean, put together a four, we should put together a doc top foursome. This is right? I think this should be it. I'm yeah. signing you up. Yeah. Do you think about it? I'd be the carry, dude. I'd be like the guy getting carried. The carry? So the carry, hey, like like you guys are. Dude, that's okay. But, but but check this out. It's not just golfing. They had one last year where it was pitching. Was it pitching into the green? So into the casting. Hole? Yeah. Casting. So casting. Oh, casting. Okay. So the Iowa hole had a par three, and instead of shooting your shot, you were casting a golf. Ball. Oh, nice. Yes. 
Wherever Dude. you landed. Into the wind. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Whoever thought of that hole. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get back to you. But I, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. I'm into your foursome. Let's do it. That's funny. That's cool. Oh man. Yeah. But but there's so many good events. You know, it's getting better. You yeah. know, it, it, and, and the memberships are also getting better. And a lot of this is derived from participation and doing cool stuff like the podcast too. Like there's yeah. there's interesting things now. You know, yeah. supporting the podcast actually helps too because we're growing our own audience, but we're also with. With the new medium, with the podcasting medium, we're getting, I mean, hell, we're getting people around the world. I mean, this this one you're getting people from who? Where? Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Germany, Malaysia, Australia. Maybe one of those people. Mexico. Will, maybe one of those people will win the... the, um, <laughs> well, the if, they're, if they're following us on, uh, on Instagram, yeah, you never know. Yeah, the Komodo. Yeah, the 200. Yeah. yeah. Hey, could take to pay for that shipping. <laughs> is, is that gonna, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah. Dang. Damn it. Well, well, Kevin, I know you have to fish this afternoon. So that has been your second time you've tried to kick me out and use that as an example. <laughs> Don't you realize? Well, you said your prime fishing time is gonna be what four thirty? Yeah, I'm chilling, man. What am I gonna? I'm gonna go get some kind of food and then whatever. But that's what I was. Roman's the one I'm concerned about. You know, he's. Are you fishing tonight, Roman? Um, fishing tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. Mm. yep. What's so so? Are you going to start doing more YouTube videos? I, I, I am. Okay. I'm start doing more. What does that mean? What are you gonna do? All right, so for I'm, I'm going to continue to do Fishy Hour show Monday, Monday and Wednesdays on on the Fishy Hour channel on YouTube, and on my regular channel, which you guys probably know me from, it's uh, RomanCastro.com forward slash YouTube or YT. That's you to my YouTube page, and there I, I basically I'm documenting my angler journey, and I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with uh, bay fishing. Uh, Techniques and bay fishing and kayak fishing, and I need to learn more about the pelagics and the heavy duty mm. gear and the big water stuff. So, at the beginning of COVID, I started kind of a series with uh, with Scotty from uh, Brothers Sport Brothers Sport Fishing. Saw him this morning. Oh, cool! On the water. Super awesome dude. And uh, our, inhale. The, by the, the, way. the goal yeah. was to the goal was to start uh, getting myself an education on like how to fish on the big boats, how to fish with the bigger fish, how to fish with the like, big gear. And uh, I basically, if you look back at my history, I would be applying the same technique that I applied to my spearfishing experience, my, my, my bait hook and, hook and line experience, which is to go to the people that know how to do it the best that, that I can get a hold of and that will talk to me and that will teach me. <laughs> and I'm going to record that and I'm going to have that available for you to learn from as well. Like you're going to be a fly on the wall of me using the contacts I've been able to get from the stuff I've made in the past, the goodwill that I've generated hopefully within the community so that I can be become a better angler and in so doing you will learn what I'm learning as I'm learning it and then you'll get the benefit of me asking dumb guy questions for you <laughs> while I'm on the boat it's with true. the guy, right? So it's not never, there's yeah. never a dumb question. As you <laughs> say, no question is a dumb question. Especially in fishing, man. Yeah. Yeah. At so, least it's a good question, it's a fun question. You know, so, that's the, so that's the kind of stuff I'm going to focus on on the channel here this year. That's um, good. Uh, now that the uh, fishing hour is stabilized, everything's good to go. Uh, I'm, I'm having a lot of help with it. I'm gonna uh, turn back and focus up on my channel now too. So, nice. very exciting. I, I like it. It builds accountability. Yeah, you know, because yeah. because you have 
aside from the stuff that we've done together, the amount of content you have out there for people to use as a resource to learn more yeah. is extensive. Yeah. And to build upon that and give people a, the next part of their journey, because yeah. they're sharing the same journey with you. That's, a, that's, that's a MMFC thing. is yeah. doing that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. very. You can connect the dots very yeah. easily with what what you're doing as a program. Yeah. Um, and and that that's that's really why it's a success. You know, you're it's it's very easy. Yeah. It's very easy. Robin, you're doing good stuff, man. Thank you. I'm a big fan. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people are a lot of good yeah. good fandom out there. Super stoked. A lot of support. It's it's a it's an interesting experience to be outside of my environment as far as like like my control of like the media and the content, right? So it's good yeah. to get out here and be able to talk to you guys here and also to your audience. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. It's a it's a huge. Um, uh, I'm just very grateful for it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And shout out to the Marlin Club SD for yes, letting yeah. us be here in this wonderful venue and to have all these super crazy trophies surrounding us. I feel mm -hmm. like I want to go and win this tournament now. <laughs> that I just feel that vibe. Why, do, why do they all have Marlins on them? <laughs> it's the Marlin Club. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's some really I don't know if you looked up there on the top side there's some crazy amazing like yeah. big ones anyways come down and visit it if you guys yeah. are around and you're in you're off of uh, Shelter Island you're fishing and it's open hours come on stop by and say hi um, there's there's a, a lot of good history in here and you know from 1931 all the way up till now People well, still winning tournaments and fishing, participating. And, and if you caught yourself your personal best, maybe it's like a, a giant fish that is uh, pretty impressive. You might want to come weigh it on the official certified IGFA scale here. I yes. want I want to be weighing my calico on the scale this year. Ooh. Bad, that's bad. Bad, 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 is there, bad. Is there a service charge for that for weighing your fish here? It's double for calicos. Is there? <laughs> double for Darren. Uh, donation. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Donate. Cool. Donation. That works. Yeah. But they're maintaining. They're maintaining. I'm the only scale killing it if it's. it's I know for a fact it's over. What the record is now? Oh yeah. Wait, what? I said, are, are you growing this thing? Where, where is this? <laughs> thing? It's in a lobster pot out here off the corner. So <laughs> leave it alone. Oh, dang, dude. <laughs> oh, that's bad. We're not. We're. I'm thinking ahead. Darren's bad. not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you gonna get it? I don't know, man. It's. Uh, I've, you know it's got to be over 15 pounds, right? 14 pounds. It's like 14. 14.9. So, yeah. So it's got to be over 15 pounds. Oh yeah. There's, there's a what's the what's the increment? It's got to go up. It's got to be by up, one ounce. Or sorry, two ounces. By two ounces. Okay. Yeah. So the next hop has to be two ounces more. Yeah, I know this because of the largemouth record. The yeah. largemouth, it's tied technically, but the person in Japan that got out of Lake Biwa beat it by an ounce. The one that was established by George Perry in 1938. So that is tied even though he beat him isn't oh, that lame that's, that's super that. lame huh so sorry the igfa guys are gonna wrap up <laughs> a little bit dude that's kind of lame. You, know, Darren, cool. you are going to get yourself kicked out of so many places if you keep killing these calicos what <laughs> he wants to kill a 15 pounder he said that on his podcast dude that's kind of crazy <laughs> Put my name in the record book. Mount it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do it without killing it, I would. There's yeah. a catch and release, uh, catch and um, release. Measure. Yeah, catch measure. Uh, the, there actually is better records out there for you to get your name in there. Yeah. For IGFA? Yes. Yeah. 
you can do it legit. Like it's legit. They'll give okay. you the you catch photo, release it. You record it. Take all the measurements you want. The girth, length, all that shit, or yes, everything. Yeah, we had we had the guy from IGA on our on fish hour with Brian, mm -hmm. and he was on there with us. We did like a three three people on the screen thing, and we went over all that stuff. And there's the I would like to have that guy on the podcast yeah. actually. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll the IGFA guy. Which one? The guy that the guy the guy that actually receives the the entries for when everybody submits a fish, he reviews them and approves them and sends you, you your certificate. What was his name? I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but we had him on the show. Not um, from here. No, no, no. He's like I think in Florida. So, but interesting. That'd be a cool show for you guys to have, dude. Yeah, for sure. I may know a guy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we know Maybe. a guy too. Yeah, his name's Chris. He just said we know a guy, but you know him. <laughs> I I hear he's a he's a piece of work, but that's mm. just me. Mm -hmm. Oh really? Yeah. No, I'm talking about myself. Did it come off like that? <laughs> Roman, you've been more than generous with your time, man. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. One more time, how do we get involved with uh, with everything that you've got going on? How do we watch? Probably the best place to do right now, if, if you're interested in the Mad Max Fishing Club, is to go to madmaxfishingclub.com. It's uh, M-A-D-M-A-C-K-S, fishingclub.com. And that'll get you familiar with the, what we're doing. If you just want to watch, if you're just getting into spotty fishing, fishing here in San Diego, check out my YouTube channel, RomanCastro.com. And if you go to that website, everything is linked from there. And you'll find my whole little world, and you'll be amazed at the stuff we've been building. So, Your world is quite interesting, my friend. Enjoy. Nice work. Awesome. Awesome. Darren, this has been fascinating. Yes, it's been a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. In more ways than none, Kevin, it's good to... Have you back on the podcast, man? Hopefully, you can join us more in the future. Yeah, man. If uh, yeah. we actually live a lot closer than down here, oh, but if you guys yeah. start tying it in on spotty bowl days, you're gonna lose me, dude. I need to fish this well, tournament. Thursday. Show up on time. Thursday. Oh, dude, it's in the middle of the tournament. I actually didn't need it today, so yeah, I'll just I'm rubbing in that much. Oh dude. man, I could have done it at ten a day, but thank God, dude. I. I just need a peace of mind. That we rolled up here and everything was all quartered off here. And I'm like, I'm going to punch Kevin in the throat. <laughs> because I didn't think we were going to get it done. <laughs> Thank God you don't. Yeah. You, probably have a, you probably could push it right through. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. Really, really do appreciate it. For those of you who are listening, help us get to 500 followers on Instagram by following us at podcast.talk. Make sure to get our Instagram up to 500. Otherwise, Darren is just going to keep on uh, holding on to this reel, this Komodo 200, which we don't want him to do that. We yeah. want to give to you. Sitting on the desk in the studio. Well, and the other thing is that if you don't get to 500, you'll never get to see the 1,000 exactly. number, which is Darren's package. You'll never get to see Darren's package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a way to end. You threw me off. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate the support. Make sure to su subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We will see you guys next week. Take care, everyone. See you later. <laughs>